0: Welcome to Healthcare is Missing Link, podcast where we help you uncover the hidden things that are stealing your health. I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood, your host, and today is my distinct pleasure to bring on a friend of mine all the way from Malaysia, 13 hours ahead of me right now, Kit Ma. Kit is an actor. He's a fitness model. He's been multiple TV shows, multiple movies. He's represented brands that you've heard of around. Um, I have seen him in person. We met while doing a DNA analysis class in the country of Singapore, and I have watched him on Instagram. He has over 40,000 followers, and I want you to get on and follow him. He has some great advice, and we're going to talk through those things today about what we both do to give you keys to how to stay lean and get that six-pack ab, and I can tell you this guy has a six-pack of abs. So, Kit, thanks for joining me, man. Thanks for having me, Dr. Mark. I'm so
1: glad to be part of this. And yes, um, that's how we met in Singapore. And looks like right now, uh, we connected again. So yes, thank you very much for having me. And uh, I'm looking forward to this session.
0: What's great. So now, people obviously, you know, want to know, you know, do we do we train the same and all that? That's a very good question. So why well, don't you take me through a little bit, uh, you know, your, kind of your dietary principles, because I think we both agree that that's where you have to start.
1: Yes, agreed. So um, maybe before I start with the dietary, um, uh, what I do currently, I would like to start a bit of a background. Yeah. So how I actually um, started was um, the whole uh, embankment on the journey to fitness was started when I was much younger. I was actually a uh, thalassemia. So, being thalassemia, that's where, you know, you, um I actually am having things like, um I'm, I was always very pale, I was always uh, out of breath, I get mm. fatigued really easily due to my uh, red blood cell count uh, volume. Um, so, because of that, I always wanted to just fit into the crowd. And to fit into the crowd, meaning that when I was in school, uh, I do not want to uh, become known as the weakest student or the... Uh, weakest boy in class or in my school and that's where it kind of triggered me to want to work on my fitness. So that's how I got started with it. And um, being thalassemia, there's a lot of things that put me at a real disadvantage, especially when it comes to uh, sports, when it comes to running and etc. Even walking a flight of stairs would uh, leave left me breathless. So that's where I actually um, took on the fitness uh, regime. So I started out doing uh, body weight training. Uh, I started out learning. And um, that time, all that I was exposed to was probably magazines, you know, like those good old bodybuilding magazines, Mm. uh, men's health. And that's where I actually learned uh, tips and tricks and pick up along the way. But of course, uh, as I progress, as I start to get fitter, that's when I actually uh, really have a strong passion to learn so much about it that I actually took up courses, uh, went through certain uh, certifications and applied it on myself. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I saw the most uh, changes. And now it has been so many years since then uh, because I started this journey when I was like uh, 14 years old. 15 years old and uh, I'm actually 35 this year so mm. I believe that it's a long fitness journey that I've been through but I want to believe that it's really a journey that will stay with me until the day I die yeah so it's, it's, it never ends um, getting the six pack is something that I have achieved but yeah. it still doesn't end there because uh, as part of aging we are going to lose some muscle mass as we age. Um, you know, this is known as the sacropenia. And the best thing that we can do is to try to prevent that as much as possible. And that can only be done through the strength resistance training. And um, yeah, I don't really train um, countless hours, you know, like really crazy every every uh, uh, all the time. I really just have to dedicate an hour uh, each time and probably aim to hit about five five times a week yeah five times a week uh certain times it may be six times a week it depends on my schedule and i usually dedicate it um i will make sure that it's it's, uh, at least done early in the morning before i go to work so that i can get the workout in or Mm -hmm. uh, in the evening but not too late as well yeah so in a nutshell that's my regime and that's what i currently uh have evolved to (laughs)
0: I love that. I didn't know you had the heritable or familial thalassemia because for those of you that don't know, that affects the red blood cells. And of course, the red blood cells carry oxygen. I am sure that's been an incredible challenge for you all of your life. Yes, it is. So,
1: um, I was very much underweight as well um, uh, when I was young. Yeah, and um, very pale looking, uh, totally different from right now. So, Mm -hmm. if I were to be able to share with you my... uh, old photo which I will, I will send to you uh, you can see yes, that. I'm, I'm a totally different person so I, I believe that's the whole uh, transformation journey that I've went through I, I I was totally I never expected myself to even be fit to be honest because mm-hmm. it was like really um, I was really scrawny really skinny really weak looking uh, really small size and totally non fit at all <laughs>
0: Now, when you were young like that, did um, here in America we would call it bullying or something like that? Were you were you bullied when you grew up? Yes, of course,
1: I was bullied. Wow. I was made fun of. I was called all sorts of names. But I think the good thing was that is it kind of like uh, triggered me and made me want to um, be better, be stronger, be fitter, and that's when I actually uh, it's kind of like an desirable difficulty that prompt you to become better and mm-hmm. as I got better along the way that's when I slowly gained the uh, recognition and respects from the people around me uh, people was were always very intrigued and very keen in terms of how I progressed and that's kind mm-hmm. of give me that sense of accomplishments and that sense of uh, confidence which is very important because when you get bullied uh, usually your self-esteem your self-confidence would be really low and yeah when you achieve something like that, that's when you start to slowly regain back again. So it has been a long journey and that is when I only got this opportunity to do uh, modeling and it's also through a gym because I was working out in a gym uh, when I was 18 years old Mm. and that is when I met a friend who said that, hey, you know, you got um, the looks and all, why don't you just try out for modeling and that's when I did. Uh, So he gave me some agents contacts. Uh, I went to some castings and that's how I actually got started as well. So one thing led to another and it has been a positive uh, thing that keep coming and coming as I got better and better.
0: Yeah. I love that. The people that bullied you, made fun of you, called you names. Curiously, have any of them came back and apologized to you for doing that?
1: Um, I think we need to always remember that sometimes, when you know, when we were young, when we were kids, they may do that because uh, unconsciously they do not know the impact or the uh, trauma that it can have on a person, and they may just do it for fun. They may not even meant the thing they say. They may just say it due to um, yeah. They simply think that it was fun to just poke fun at a guy who is uh, looking a bit different than the rest. And uh, all in, I think based on their understanding, I don't hold any grudge against them. Uh, They didn't come back to uh, apologize or anything. But eventually, it's their action that speaks uh, louder than words because uh, they no longer was able to call you those names that they used to call you before as you Mm -hmm. transform and change. Uh, They start to probably take notice of you. They start to... uh, Respect you. They start to become your friends, and I think that is even more important than apologizing. Because mm. apologizing meaning that they are aware of the wrong they do, but the fact that they are not aware, but somehow they were just uh, doing it unconsciously and doing it for fun, but later on uh, not doing it anymore. So that's even uh, a better thing than apologizing. So no, they didn't apologize, but uh, I get to I get to learn and I get to mature at a a a. a a a, a faster rate through observing
0: and through uh, going through this. Yeah. And I am sure that they have been inspired by you. And that answer you gave is one that I hope everybody handles on a side note that if you were bullied and you were picked on and you were made fun of as a child, there is no need to seek apologies. The greatest need is to go get your own self-respect and confidence and let your actions speak. Would you agree with that?
1: I fully and totally agree with that, Dr. Mark. So, very good example. So, uh, this was uh, when I was 14 and 15, when I just started out on my fitness journey as well. Uh, I remember, as I mentioned to you, I I, I said uh, I was looking at all the Men's Health magazines and all. So, uh, during during that time and starting out, uh, after one, two, three years, I was thinking like, you know, wow, how nice is it to be appearing on the cover of the magazine? Mm -hmm. So, I did actually disclose that uh, to a friend of mine. And... uh, yeah, that time I was still pretty much very skinny. And then I don't even look apart. I mean, I don't even look close to a cover magazine model. So what he said to me was, uh, you can dream on about appearing in the men's health cover. So those kind of uh, remarks I still remember. And it was kind of hurtful. But then, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that very clearly. And I think that that kind of drive me to, you know what, I want to work on myself. I want to be able to get there. And true enough, uh, I was able to appear on the cover of Malaysia, and I was able to appear on a cover of Singapore. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll actually have the opportunity right now to even travel to Indonesia and establish yeah. my, uh, my 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 um, portfolio over there. Yeah, I'm supposed to go like beginning of this year, but the MC the movement control happened. <laughs> so yeah. I I I do see that you know there's always possibilities, and we should never think that something is far rich from us like for example being on a cover looking the way I was back then it was something like really unimaginable and mm-hmm. even my friends say that to me which was very hurtful but I still did it and I think that um, yeah that's how life is you know never mm-hmm. never Say no. Never um, discredit someone. Never think that uh, something is not possible just because it's far from you right now. Anything could be possible if we put our heart and soul and dedication to it.
0: You know, that's what impressed me about you because you had this—you um, had this—and people are getting this kind of It's a magnetic personality. It draws people in. They—they they want to like you, and I think that really is a compliment to what you've achieved. You mentioned something earlier, Kit, that. Um, I found fascinating and it's something I've said many times and people don't believe it. You know, they think that you have to work out two, three, four hours a day to get the physique that you have. Is that true?
1: Uh, not true at all. In fact, it's, um, as we know, it's counterproductive. It actually uh, makes you worse because uh, first of all, you have you will have an elevated uh, amount of uh, stress and uh, inflammation ongoing and you want to actually minimize that. So um, I always believe that the workout should be intense. Uh, we shouldn't talk in a workout. I don't even mm-hmm. like to take selfies or, or videos too much when I work out because I feel that the focus should be on the workout itself. So I like to get it done within an hourish, maybe mm-hmm. an hour and a half. Yeah. And uh, that should be it. That should be something that is like a tick in a box for a day. And uh, a good workout normally is knowing that I'm able to push myself to the limits. So Mm -hmm. I'm able to really um, stay focused and really go all out. I also don't quite believe too much in taking any... um, Trying to rely too much on external things like caffeine and all. I believe in like, you know, naturally um, having that own... uh, dopamine boost uh, and going through the workout and then feeling great after the workout and that's like the best feeling in the world as you know because uh, i remember in singapore you also worked out um, after the class yeah yeah and i can see that you are very eager <laughs> to get to the gym yeah despite the time difference when you came back i mean when you came down to singapore and all so that's 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 the thing that is in our beauty as a habit in us and I think that habit in us, it's, it's where uh, we want to keep on having it, despite whether we travel, whether it's movement control or no movement control.
0: We need to get that in. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's, it's interesting, even when I was in Singapore, uh, my wife, Dr. Michelle and I, in preparation for classes, we thought and we still believe that that. Exercise is preparation for our day. We get it done because we feel like it's incredibly important. And I concur with you. I've been doing this for, well, over 40 years now. It's a long time. And I will tell you that I don't talk in the gym. I'm not there to socialize. And I hope everybody caught what you said. It is not a place to go make friends, it's a place to focus. How important is it, Kit, to? visualization to seeing what your body wants to look like while you're in that gym?
1: I think um, it's very important because um, one thing is visualization. It's more of a mind to muscle connection. So when example, uh, when we are training certain body parts, like I I love to train uh, legs because I feel that that gives me the most, uh, it sparks the most growth in me when I'm hitting legs. Yeah, in terms of fat loss or in terms of building muscles, in terms of hormonally as well. So that's where you want to uh, visualize and I usually go for a lot of uh, tempo as well. And um, before even the workout started, I would already be able to feel the sweat dripping down my neck because <laughs> I feel that, okay, I'm going to push. I'm going to feel, yeah, I can imagine that the, the feeling I'm going to get ready. So, that's my form of visualization and preparing mm-hmm. myself mentally for the workout. And moving that at hand, uh, I'm going to make sure that the night before, I'm going to sleep uh, well. Uh, I'm going to eat well. And that actually leads to another thing because when you have this strong visualization that it's going to be a very gruesome training, I need to make my recovery on track. I'm going to prepare everything after that. I'm going to eat this, eat that. And automatically, I would want to eat uh, nutritious food. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely... Because um, I know that there's a very different school of thought when it comes to nutrition. There are people mm-hmm. who follow macros and calories and they can mm-hmm. eat things that they want to and it's just all about hitting the numbers. But I believe more in putting quality things in rather mm-hmm. than the quantity of the things in. So to me, it's all about uh, quality. Uh, I like to have um, grass fat. Uh, beef, organic meat, uh, meats, uh, you know, organic vegetables and those kind of stuff. And so uh, high quality supplementations as well. So I believe in just the quality of the pr- things that you put in your body to nourish yourself and to become stronger after each session.
0: That's interesting because a lot of people, as we both know, uh, they'll treat a calorie as a calorie as a calorie. And that's simply not true because you could have a can of a, a soda, or um, you know, a caffeinated drink, having a number of calories, and you could have a some grass-fed beef having a number of calories, or a salad. They're not equal at all, and so some people think that that is the same. But what you're saying and what I agree with, it's not the same, is it?
1: Yeah, totally, it's not the same. Um, as we know that you know, food uh, is information. Mm-hmm. And it's the information that comes to produce the hormonal response, the uh, gut uh, reaction, the gut response to it as mm-hmm. well, um, certain immune response. So all these things, it's uh, information that is going to be um, um, worked on by your body. So definitely, uh, yeah, we ha- we need to look into details when it comes to food, I believe, because that's why uh, on a very grand scheme of things, uh, for someone who is young, I think that um, definitely just hitting in the macros, getting in the calories right, you know, they can see results. Yeah. But think of think of sustainability here, think of the long term here, because eventually as we age, we become more sensitive to what we put into our body. Yeah, and all this has to start when we, were, when we are young, because um, it's all about the habits, yeah it's all yeah. about the journey and you want to start off with the right foot because that would create the right, uh, momentum, the right mindset and the right yeah. thinking as well.
0: Yeah. You mentioned something very key and I want, I want people to get this cause they, they hear me talk about it all the time. They hear my wife talk about it. It's nice to hear someone else. Food is information. You can feed yourself good information, false information or bad information. I think that we have no choice but to feed ourselves good information. We have to make it like not negotiable. This is just going to be it for the rest of our life, regardless. How important is that kind of mindset as we go forward in this area of fitness? I think um, it's
1: crucial because um, the right, the right kind of things would set us off on the right path. And um when we are following this actually, we would actually realize that other things comes uh, easier along the way, you know? Whether it's reach your goals, you'll find that um, you would definitely be able to sustain the goals. Mm-hmm. Because I feel that in fitness, it's always about the before and after. So everyone talks about before and after. Before and after can be done through many ways. Yes, yeah. You know, before and after, you can go on a major calorie restriction just to prepare for a bodybuilding show but what is the after and the after because that's the game the the game of fitness is always about uh, a journey just like how you dr mark and uh, dr michelle are uh, idol because you both look great you both are still lifting the weights you both are still um so iconic you know in in terms of that stature Ah. that 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 yeah, that, that, the kind of aspiration that I am really having as well. Yeah, training for over 40 years and all. And that is called really something that is sustainable. Yeah. A lot of times the um, bodybuilding uh, mentality is there's always like the bulking, the cutting and all. Yeah, that's true. I, I believe that's true, you don't, be, you don't be restrictive all the time, but there still needs to be a fundamental thing that still uh, be applicable whether you're bulking or cutting. You don't just go dirty and eat all the pizza, uh, you know, drink all the uh, soft drinks and all that just because you want to hit the calories. You yeah. want to take care of your body because whatever you put in, it's, it's really uh, affecting another thing other than just the body composition. It's always mm. beginning on the internal rather than the external. So internal is where it all start off with. Yeah. And I think another thing is, would you agree with me, Dr. Mark, that um, um, a, a nutrition program for someone who wants to achieve peak performance would eventually be quite different from someone who wants to achieve uh, longevity when it comes to health. Yeah. Because no, there's, there's always, yeah, there's always a different side of things. Yeah, so there's, isn't, there isn't a one-size-fits-all, which means that uh, I'm an athlete. I'm going to go and compete. I want to pack on as much muscle as I can, mm-hmm. for example. And then there's another one who just, I just want to have uh, longevity to live as long as possible, as healthy as possible, yeah. and healthy age. So it's totally different protocols, uh, although there are certain common, common things that we need. But eventually, um, yeah, totally different because we're going to stimulate certain pathways differently for one or the other.
0: I agree with that. You know, we've talked about it here a lot. The idea is some people uh, want to be a runner or a rower or a lifter or a bodybuilder or maybe a physique sort of a person. There's a little difference in that kind of look. But ultimately, the overriding theme is sustainable, long-term, optimal health. And there are principles that cross all spectrums, and they are- yep probably as follows, eating good, clean, organic foods, getting good sleep, being consistent in your training and not overtraining, and then probably handling stress. Would you agree with those four things? Totally agree.
1: Um, That's what I have been always uh, sharing with everyone here as well. Because I think uh, we need to know how to deal with all these things, especially stress. Stress is something that, um, a perception issue. Yeah. Um, the same person responds differently to the same stress. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, how they respond is uh, totally different. One person responds to the same stressor is totally different than how someone else would respond. And that's where we, know, we need to know how to manage that. Uh, yeah. Why many stress is important? Because eventually that uh, leaves a cascade of things when it comes to recovery, sleep, and uh, the most importantly, the results as well.
0: So just a question for you, and this is interesting. We didn't talk about this pre-interview, but, you know, obviously I I am in the United States and we are famous for the standard American diet slash lifestyle. It has, uh, I've seen this, observed it, and I've been all around the world, as you know, and where I met you and was a distant travel. Uh, I have seen the standard American diet slash lifestyle go around the world and be portrayed as something good. But I have been grieved and very saddened about what it's done to the world. Are you seeing that have a a negative effect in your country of Malaysia?
1: Well, um, standard American diet basically is something that is happening worldwide. And it's, um, I would say it's it's, it's one of the major cause of all of the um, chronic diseases that we see today. So, in Malaysia, uh, we are actually doing the standard American diet, to be honest. Yeah. Because, uh, very simple, um, for breakfast, our classic meal is always uh, nasi lemak, for example. Nasi lemak, it means uh, rice, uh, and usually, sometimes, they even skip the protein portion. So, rice, mm-hmm. um, but let's assume that uh, there is a bit of a uh, chicken, it will be a small piece. So, mm-hmm. rice is mainly carbohydrates. A uh, small piece of chicken is usually protein, but it's very little. Uh, and then a small piece of egg, which is also very little protein. And then uh, they will have the fried, uh, fried nuts and uh, ich- least, which is anchovies. And those are actually higher in the fat, but mm-hmm. it's probably not uh, very healthy fat as well because it has been fried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. that's where there is the carbs, which is high, the fats, which are high. And uh, the protein, which is small, so isn't mm. that the whole standard American diet? <laughs> yeah, totally. and, that's, and that's the breakfast. Yeah, and 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 then that's just a meal. Okay, that's just a dish. That's just a, a popular cultural dish. But looking at the whole day itself, what do they do? So they have either a nasi for breakfast, or they may have bread for breakfast, bread with jam, mm. yeah, or oat mm. or oatmeal, oatmeal, mainly oatmeal or cereal, which is also carbs. Yeah, cereals. Yeah. yeah? And then uh, lunch, they would have rice as well with some dishes. So for those who are more uh, aware, they may take more protein and take more vegetable, that's fine. But there's still uh, rice there, so there's still carbs there. Then in between, there's the snacks. And the snacks, usually the choices aren't great either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they may actually go for things like uh, having lots of fruits, for example. So I know fruits are great, fruits and vegetables. But the thing is, uh, a lot of fruits here are actually very sweet. So Mm -hmm. they think it's healthy, and they keep eating the fruits. But generally, you know, fruits is going to be equivalent to a carb high intake, yeah. And then dinner again, that's again the rice and the dishes and all that. (laughs) So you don't you kind from this description itself, you can really see that we are already high in the carb consumption, and that is why if you look at the Malaysian statistics, we are actually one of the most uh, obese country, uh, when it comes to uh, Southeast Asia. And so, uh, in terms of diabetes-wise, we are the most uh, diabetic nation in the in the whole uh, Southeast Asia and Asia continent as well. So, wow. it's a rising thing. And uh, where is it? The root cause is just the diet. Because everyone go through this, uh, eventually, going through this, you know, year after year, that's when we known as the thing as insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, most people are already insulin resistant and it's a matter of time before they get... Uh, confirmed to be a type 2 diabetes yeah and they will then rely on the drugs
0: yeah how now you obviously people can't see your physique I'm going to make sure that when we do this (laughs) podcast that people see a picture if you could send me that picture of yourself before but I also want that picture of you on the the men's health magazine because I've seen it you look great so how are you how do you deal with that, in with your friends, your colleagues, as other people around you are getting more and more obese? How do you stay the course in that journey? It's I would
1: say it's um, a challenge. You will feel quite left out because um, I think we need to uh, understand one thing that um, as I go through this journey, I realize that sometimes it's very hard and we can't entirely blame them as well because it's so ingrained into the culture.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: one very thing that, that gets me off, it's the, the fact that the mainstream um, ideology and the way that um, dietary is being given from authorities, like the, I mean, uh, I'm going to be very honest with this, like yeah. the hospitals, it's yeah. very disappointing. Yeah, so it's so it's so disappointing because um, when my dad was in the hospital two years back, uh, I didn't leave my dad but he actually had a stroke and that's when I actually uh, went and took care of him in the hospital. Then I, I, I saw the kind of food that they gave him knowing that he's uh, diabetic as well. Uh, I actually question a lot of the things. So I talked to all of the dietitians in the hospital, each and every one of them, I question them. And I asked them, uh, what was it that based on that you're giving this meal? So they always believe in a balanced diet. You know, you mm-hmm. need to have your carbohydrates and you need to have the uh, protein and the fat. You need to drink milk. Uh, you need to have milk for to prevent osteoporosis. <laughs> you need to have a high dietary calcium intake. So, recently as well, a a client that I saw uh, who has been uh, diagnosed with uh, atherosclerotic plaque and uh, she's also an elderly uh, patient who's having uh, osteoporosis. And one of the advice that was written by the doctor was uh, increase dietary calcium intake. So, that's a horrible thing, Dr. Mark. Yes. That's that's a horrible thing, you know, because you know calcium alone doesn't, helps to build strong bones it causes more arteriosclerotic plaque you need to increase your dietary supplementation of D3 and K2
0: yes, exactly, well done
1: so it's it's just a very simple thing and when the fact that authorities are, are giving this kind of wrong advice, you know, you need carbs for energy you need carbs to get on your day you get hypoglycemia for God's sake, um, I've been on low no carb at all and I train my body to even work out without having carbs. I don't even get hypoglycemia. So no. it's, it's not it's not so easy to get hypoglycemia. You need to know your state. If you are a type 2 diabetes, if you are someone who's relying on insulin because you're a type 1 diabetes, that's when you probably may need some carbs to know how to manage it well yeah. yeah, rather than cutting off totally. But for most people, they are totally fine to go without it. And it's just a matter of uh, letting your body adapt and able to be metabolically flexible enough mm-hmm. to utilize uh, the other pathway to produce that necessary uh, energy for your body. and yeah that's how fat loss will also actually also be triggered. When your body learns how to tap into fat sources rather than tapping into the carb sources that we keep putting in, and we think that we need it as
0: fuel. That's right. And talk about that a little bit. You're talking about the process of ketosis or using ketones to fuel the body. And by the way, as our listeners need to understand, the the uh, heart and the liver prefer ketones over glucose. And the brain is one that can use that very effectively as a fuel. And as a side note, when someone does have a brain injury, the body will actually try to produce ketones because the glucose utilization is impaired. So you're talking about something that need that really everybody across this world needs to tap into is fat as your primary source of fuel. Yes, that's true. Because if you look
1: at the majority of the people around us, they all always want to have a fat loss. They oh, always yes. complain. Yeah. They always complain that oh, I'm putting on weight. And when I'm putting on weight, it's not putting on muscles, putting mm. on fats. So isn't that a sign that you need to know how, to learn how to start? Need to manage the fat, mm-hmm. manage that. Yeah. So that's what I think. I'm not asking them to go to be, uh, you know, to become super lean, to become super skinny. But in general, uh, you need to teach your body how to utilize that, so that you would not have any of these, uh, metabolic issues or uh, metabolic disorders. Round
0: what the- do you yeah. feel is um? the main excuse or the main reason that people that you work with don't make changes? So um, I think
1: one thing it's uh, prioritization. Um, So in Asian countries, we tend to uh, overwork and we always have a certain ranking of priorities, like even for myself as well, to be honest, uh, career, we will always place as the utmost important so we will always want to go all out in our career. And that takes precedence over other things. Um, we would then Some people would then prioritize like their family or their loved ones. Mm-hmm. And then maybe then they will then prioritize um, yeah, the wellness of themselves. Mm-hmm. But I feel um, because of the way I started is uh, being at a real disadvantage, um, being able not to perform well. I think that it always starts with the wellness of the self. Because yeah. when you can take care of yourself, everything else would fall into place and it will put you at an advantage. Yeah, mm-hmm. Because as you function better, as you are able to be um, better um, uh, resilient to all of the stresses of life through training, not just physically, but it requires a lot of mental training as well, that's when you can take on other challenges and that's when you can actually excel and propel yourself in career or in relationships. Because you can't take care of others until you know how to take care of yourself. Mm. You can't take care and you can't uh, go all out in your work to even work like, you know, 16 hours straight a day if you're not uh, someone who is fit. Because if you are pushing yourself but you are unable to cope with that work demand, eventually your body's going to take a toll and you're going to pay the price later on. And that's yeah. what happened to most people in uh, my uh, surrounding and in this country. Most people, they, they, are so, they are so wealthy, but at the end of the day, they are spending all of their wealth on their health. Yeah. So that's, that's I, I, don't, I don't understand the idea, you know. You work so hard, but at the end of the day, you're going to pay for your health. So I would rather to be focusing on health and wealth, I mean health and your wellness, and that eventually set you up a long time to be able to work, to be able to be happy, and to actually find that self fulfillment, uh, self contentment there, but um, seeing for that is I come from that, uh, I come from that background, I come from that mindset, so that's how I I view things. But not everyone uh, comes from there, but I think that can be changed through probably listening to stories like this, you know, in this podcast exactly. where we are sharing how we get started. Because people always see the end result. They always see that, wow, you know, he must be lucky. You know, he got this body. He got this look. He's able to gym because he has been doing it for a long time and all. But they need to understand that it wasn't easy at the beginning. It was so a journey, a struggle, a lot of uh, mistakes, a lot of falls. And that's when um, we only grow and we surpass them all. And we progress until today. We become who we are. Yeah.
0: I love that because, you know, you're a guy that people could read your bio, they could look at you and see that you have a level of fame, a lot of notoriety. People know who you are in Southeast Asia, and yet they don't know what you've been through. They don't know what brought you to this place, and they have no idea what makes the heart inside the man you are. And I find that that's very inspirational to people that are listening, you've got a lot of things going what's what's uh, a a new project you're working on right now if any so
1: right now um i'm actually uh working uh i'm going to be one of the co-founder for this existing company known as fit escapes so what they do is they are doing more targeting more of corporate wellness Mm -hmm. so um at the moment uh i'm going to be uh, planning and structuring some wellness program for corporate wellness and mm-hmm. I think that that is something that is quite in demand here right now because corporations yeah. especially those big corporations here um, multinational companies they do place they do place an, uh, a prioritization on their staff well-being yeah, and how it is being done is through education and through also practical sessions that uh, they give their employees uh, exposure to. So a lot of the time, uh, we need, they need to start somewhere. A lot of them, they are really good employees here. They got a good mindset. They work very hard. Uh, but at the same time, they, they find it hard to balance the time between mm-hmm. their well-being and uh, their family. So that's where we come in to give the education and the empowerment for them to start to take charge and things that they can do to actually uh, progress uh, in terms of health. Teaching them how to eat right, for example. Yeah. Teaching them that you are following the SAD diet and you know what happens when you follow the SAD diet? You're going to end up like that. You want to end up like that? Uh, no. So what do you do? Make better choices. So how do you make better choices? That's when we share and we teach them the way. So I also do come from a corporate background uh, despite not many people knowing that. I do have a corporate uh, job for 12 years really. Since I started, mm-hmm. since I graduated, I uh, actually worked in a corporate uh company uh, MNC but only recently during the movement control I have decided to left my uh, corporate job to fully focus on to the wellness uh, space so that's when I'm actually right now based at Aspire Lifestyle Hub which is an integrated uh, facility here in KL. I uh, would love for you Dr. Mark and Dr. Michelle to come on over when you come to KL. So we are a facility yeah. we have a gym downstairs that's where I usually train and then on the second floor, we have some rehab uh, centers, uh, some personal training area as well. And then on the third floor, that's where we do the nutrition medicine, uh, yeah. the DNA practice, yeah. uh, as well as all these modalities uh, of treatments like uh, detoxification treatments and all. Mm-hmm. And finally, the third floor is where we have uh, events. So I have a whole big space which I can conduct and facilitate a workshop like what you did in... Yeah, Singapore. Yeah, so yeah, there is a space there available and who knows in the future, maybe you can come down as well to even host some uh, workshop there, like uh, certain high-end things, you know. I really like like things we look at, uh, you told me before, like the peptides and all that kind of things. Yeah, so those are are things that um, are quite advanced for the market here, I would say. Mm -hmm. But being practitioner myself as well right now uh, and knowing a lot of other practitioners. I mm-hmm. think by upscaling our knowledge and learning yeah. all this, we'll be able to serve our community better and give and introduce more modalities that would bring better results
0: to the clients. I love that. And uh, certainly I can think of no better guy than yourself to represent uh, a different way uh, to do that. And Dr. Michelle and I'd be truly honored at some point to come over and and uh, and assist you in that journey because I think, that we both agree that the world needs better health and the world needs better prioritization of this because as you said correctly and so succinctly that once you get this mastered, everything else kind of falls in line in life. And that was very well said. So it's like it can't be a last priority. It's got to be a first priority. And as we've said here in the States that, you know, your physical, emotional, emotional, intellectual, spiritual wellness is all one. And if you fall down in one area, it's typically that physical wellness area and that destroys everything. And I think that certainly you represent so well. Um, Kit, let me ask you before we get off here and before we're running out of time. um, For those people that are listening to you, you they're there and they're saying, yeah, 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 uh, I hear this. What word of encouragement would you offer them? Where do they start? I mean, what do they do? What would you say to them? Well, I would say first
1: thing first is um start by actually uh acting on whatever that they can act at the moment. So that could be probably fixing something that has the most impact for them. For example, if they are feeling constantly tired uh all of the time. I'm not going to say that you need to go to the gym and you need to start uh, the five by five strength training program right now. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that. Uh, I'm going to probably tell them to do something like, okay, what's the reason for you feeling tired? Uh, let's start by what you feed yourself, how you feel yourself, how you feel your, how you get your energy from. Let's look at that, and then um, try to see that. Am I doing it correctly? And probably that's when I think they can definitely uh reach out to people like us as well, who we will be able or even follow us because we always talk about things and we always share uh yeah. content and valuable information. They can actually follow and try to understand. And yeah, I I always uh reply whatever questions or response that I get on my DMs because I feel that uh people deserve is their basic hu- is a basic human right to know information and to know correct information. Not information that has been uh, uh, influenced by food companies and mainstream. Mm. So people have the right to know the right information. So look at the food they're eating. Uh, try to do changes. There's no harm taking off carbs for one day. Nobody <laughs> ever died from doing so. Yeah, try See how you feel. Okay, uh, do you feel less tired? Probably after the biggest meal of the day, which is your lunch. And if you do, then that's an improvement. So start from there. Then after that, uh, let's look at your sleep. How is your sleep? Are you able to sleep well? Um, If you are not, why? Maybe you're sleeping late. Can you actually try to sleep earlier? And then how you feel? So it's always a step-by-step approach. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the end of the day, when you feel good about something, you need to keep repeat doing that. Because that's, that's, like I said, positive begets positive. So you keep repeating that. Uh, one thing lead to another, you feel that you become more energetic, you feel that, yeah, I probably am ready now to include some training. And that's when you start training. So, mm-hmm. no one size fits all for everyone. Yeah. This could be an approach uh, that work for some people. Like, for example, um, in the recent uh, movement control during the whole coronavirus outbreak, uh, I have I have a client that reached out to me all the way from another state. I have never even seen that client before. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were she was very determined to wanting to lose weight and she was having a tough time losing weight. She was uh, obese. Uh, she couldn't work out because um, she got this anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had heart palpitation. She even had... Uh, heartburn issue, uh, couldn't sleep, many issues. But I slowly guided and coached her on how to make small changes into her lifestyle uh, and small changes into the dietary part. And eventually, she was able to lose like from 85 kilos all the way right now to 78 kilos without what? even exercising. Yeah, without even exercising, true diet. And then later on, uh, introduced some nutrition, uh, not some, some, some uh, nutritional supplementations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like uh, EPA, DHA, those kind of things to bring down the inflammations. Yeah. Yeah? And uh, she was able to lose weight just through food. And people still mm-hmm. think it's not possible. It is possible. Yeah, it is very possible. Then and now, when she starts to feel better, she no longer have the anxiety attacks, the GERD, the heartburn she was able to increase in terms of uh, looking at the calories, like burning off during uh, walking. Just like what you taught us in uh, Singapore, you said, you know, start to do walking for people Mm -hmm. who don't even exercise. Those simple things works. It works for, yeah, there's no one size fits all. So I'm so happy with the progress and they are so happy as well because before that, they never thought that it's possible. But Mm -hmm. we show them the possibility of that. And that's why I, I, I really love this so much that that was one of the main reasons as well why I decided to leave my full-time job and to really just focus on my business, which is running this whole center and, and upscaling this whole thing to a whole new level. You know, People deserve this. Um, it's a basic human right. Everyone should be empowered to be healthy, to, be, uh,
0: to lead a wellness-driven lifestyle. Mm, man, that was um, beautiful. Well said. I I love um, how you said that. And I think the word for today, everyone, is to embrace the possibilities because we all have them. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast. I so appreciate it. And I can't wait to see you in person again. And we need to do this again. All right.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, maybe, you know, for all of our audience, uh, whoever that has reached, can, they can come to reach out to us and yeah. uh, whatever issues they have, really, they can actually send it. We can actually create a poll on what would they want to see more of, what do they want us to share, and maybe right. we can even organize
0: a, a, a workshop for them or something through online. Yeah, I like that idea and how now people, what is your, I connect with you on Instagram, but What is your Instagram so people can connect and they can do that? We can actually put those questions out there.
1: So it's uh, K-I-T space M-A-H. Yeah, so it's Kit Ma. Um, Yeah, just reach out to me. And um, yeah, I think when this is out, I would love to share this as well to all of my followers. And yes, do follow Dr. Ma and Dr. Michelle. You guys are awesome, I mean. (laughs) In terms of knowledge-wise, uh, I would definitely come to you all for advice as well. Because I think um, you are, uh, probably I would say, light years ahead of me. <laughs> no. as, as, as I, I'm i still learning, yeah? I'm still exposing myself uh, on a day-to-day basis. Um, also, recently, uh, I'm pursuing my Master's right now in Nutritional Medicine. Mm. And uh, I'm also in the Fellowship of Anti-Aging uh, Medicine. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, and at the same time, concurrently, I'm looking at uh, getting into um, a, a research to hopefully give me a PhD in about two years' time, hopefully. So, these are the things that's ongoing right now. It's another thing that I didn't mention in the project. But that's more for self-enrichment, yeah? Yeah. But in terms of uh, career work-wise, that's where I'm, I'm focusing. Corporate wellness to start to teach the adults because the adults
0: are going to teach the kids and then the family. You know? <laughs> yes, they are. That's very true. And what we do right now is going to affect the future of our nations and world. And I am, uh, I consider it a huge honor to know you. And I consider it a, just a huge privilege to get to have the opportunity to you know, collaborate and speak because, um, and we're in this together, right, my friend? Yes, we're in this together. And it's, it's one of the best things that ever happened
1: to be able to connect with you uh, last year in uh, right. Singapore yeah so I'm, I'm really glad and uh, you both are truly inspiring Dr. Mark and Dr. Michelle that's my huh. that's my dream you know my when I get married like next time I want to be just like both of you <laughs> both fitness fitness goal couples uh, who look so good and who still practices what they preach and that's the best thing
0: I think well man I'm very humbled and thank you for that, that that's the greatest compliment we could ever get and um Just thank thank you. I want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, too, for joining us today on Healthcare is Missing Link. And uh, it's been a pleasure. One thing I always ask you to do in these episodes is always subscribe so you can know what's coming up next, of course. And you can connect with uh, Kit and myself and Dr. Michelle and us in this journey. And don't let those hidden things that we talk about bog you down and take away your health. We look forward to seeing you again next week on the podcast, Healthcare is Missing Link. We'll see you later, bye-bye.